0: No, the Packers are not projected to be their normal dominant selves in the NFC North, but does that actually make sense? We go through the rosters player for player to decide where the Packers stack up, where they have weaknesses relative to their division, and why they're stronger than a lot of people seem to realize. All of that on today's show caught by Watson you are locked on Packers he's got great speed your daily Green Bay Packers podcast Christian Watson down the sideline locked on podcast now and he will score your team every day Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do, of course, apply. So this was instigated by a prompt that I threw out on Twitter. And it was, I was, you know, I was listening to a conversation. I can't remember the show. And They were talking about the lions. And I think it was, it was partially based on something Stephen Reese said over on the ringer NFL show. And, and that was, well, where do the lions get better to make the jump that everyone seems to think they're going to take? Cause the offense probably isn't going to be nearly as good this year as it was last year. It might, it might still be a top 10 team but they were like better than the Bills and the Bengals and and some of these really, really good offenses. I just don't think we're going to see that again. It just seems unlikely that we would see that again. Maybe we will. Maybe Jared Goff is this guy now. But so I, I threw it out there and I said, okay, who are the players on Detroit who are definitely, definitely better than the players, the Packers have at those same spots. So I'm not talking about um, the entire groups, units, because I, I think, for example, the, the Lions have a better um, offensive line overall, though I think it's close. If you go player for player, there are spots where the Packers definitely have a case to be made. So let's start at receiver. I'm going Brown is very clearly the best guy on the Lions. Right now, are we are we super sure by year end Christian Watson is a worse player? Like, are we ab- I, and the, the one of the big reasons I say that is DJ Shark is gone and Jamison Williams is going to miss a third of the season. And Jamison Williams has a history of injuries. Other than Jamison Williams, this team has no speed. And the only way you can dominate in the middle of the field from the slot, the way Amon Ross St. Brown does, is if you have speed so if he doesn't have that is he the same level of player Meanwhile Christian Watson finished the season as well as any receiver in the league was a top 20 ish receiver last year really just on the back of half a season from week 10 on and that is I, he is we're not look we're not going to go into this the shenanigans of the Randy Moss comparison or the Justin Jefferson comparison or anything like that we're not going to do that he has the potential to be a top 10 receiver in the league. And that could come as soon as this year. I understand there's the reports, you know, Jordan Love is, is finding Romeo Dobbs a lot and, and I, I get it. But based on pure talent, I don't, I, I'm not ready to say definitely. Now, nah. I'm on Ross St. Brown, clearly, clearly, let me be unequivocal, a better player right now. After that, I, I don't know that you can say any of those Lions players are going to be better than anyone the, the Packers have. Jamison Williams, we have a minuscule sample size. Now he has pedigree. He has the potential to be better, but we haven't seen it. Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, I think you can make the case for them, especially after Jamison Williams. Like Marvin Jones isn't doing it for you. Josh Reynolds isn't doing it for you. Khalif Raymond. Like these are, these are ancillary pieces. They're not even tertiary pieces. And they're certainly not secondary pieces. I think for the Packers, Romeo Dobbs looks like he can be a true wide receiver too for the Packers, based on the sample size and based on the steps it seems like he's taking through this offseason. Jaden Reed was drafted to come in and be a player who makes plays right away. Whether or not he can do that, we'll see. So, is it is it really that different? I, I think just pure talent. I think it's a question worth interrogating. Now, offensive line, very similar. Like Taylor Decker is a really good player. David Bakhtiari is better if he's healthy, and it seems like he's healthy. So. Advantage Packers. Jonah Jackson, hmm? probably the honestly the, probably the weak link on this on this group. Elton Jenkins is an All Pro caliber player. Now Frank Rag clearly clearly a better player than Josh Myers. And I, like I don't think there's a world in which Josh Myers could be better than Frank Rag this year. I just we have no evidence to that. And even the pedigree standpoint, like we're talking about a late second round pick. I just don't see it. Vitai at right guard. He's coming off serious injury. Offensive lineman, you lose a little bit of explosiveness. He's already a really big guy, even at guard. I think you have to give the, the advantage to the to the lions, but I'm not gonna be surprised if John Runyon outplays him or if you end up having Zach Tom playing there because you, you really like Yash Nyman at right tackle and you need to get Zach Tom in your best five. I'm I think you can make a good case for Green Bay. And then you look at right tackle. This was the one that got me in trouble because i said Penesuel is a really good player he was you know a former top 5 pick but you look at last year pro football focus grade Zach Tom graded out as a better pass protector than Penesuel Penesuel is a mother you know what in the run game but as a pass protector there's some work to do Zach Tom came in as an upper quartile pass protector in the league has remade his body and is already look already looks like he has the potential to be an elite pass protecting offensive lineman the answer is Sewell, but by year's end, we will be talking about a Pro Bowl player for Zach Tom. Now, Sewell can get better too, all that stuff. Sam Laporta, a rookie just like the Packers have, but the Packers have two. After Sam Laporta, this tight end room is something called a Brock Wright and something called a James Mitchell. No, I promise those are not Madden Crane players. Shane Zilstra. the Packers' room is deeper. And the running backs, this is one of those positions where the Packers are just better than every, every team in the division. Their running back room is better than every team in the division. Well, it depends on how you count Justin Fields. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, kind of. I'm kidding. Now, the quarterback is the question. I had a lot of people on Twitter say, oh, Jared Goff, definitely better than Jordan Love. Are we sure? Because a couple, well, I guess it's months ago now, I put out the prompt on Twitter, speaking of prompts, who is the best quarterback you wouldn't be surprised Jordan Love outplays this year. Got a lot of Dak Prescott's, got a lot of Kirk Cousins's, got a lot of Jared Goff's. I think sort of like best case scenario, you're getting a good Jared Goff season from Jordan Love. That's a reasonable high-end outcome for him. So if Jared Goff has a middle outcome Jared Goff season, then all of a sudden you have a situation where Jordan Love can outplay that guy. Now, Jared Goff clearly the more reliable player at this point. And that is a weird thing to say about Jared Goff, who is not overall particularly reliable, or at least over the course of his career, there are some shortcomings there. We've t- we've talked a lot already. We haven't gone to the defense. And one of the reasons is, I just think player for player, pound for pound, this Packers defense is better everywhere. Everywhere. The defensive line for the Packers, interior defenders, better. Like Kenny Clark just makes them better. And then you have the pedigree of someone like Devontae Wyatt, now you've added some depth. I think Lucas Van Ness is going to play in there some. So it, to me, it's just better. Edge, I get it. Aiden Hutchinson, top five pick, had a really nice rookie season. But like the season Rashawn Gary had in 2021 and the season he was having in 2022 before he was hurt, I know he doesn't have the sack and interception numbers, but pressure numbers, impact numbers, he's better. And then you've got Preston Smith, you've got Lucas Van Ness, you've got Justin Hollins, you've got Kingsley and Igbare. You have the pedigree, You have the veterans. You have the depth. It's just a better group. Same thing at linebacker. Like Alex Anzalone, Devontae Campbell is so much better than that guy. And then you have a rookie in Jack Campbell, who I think grades out similarly as a prospect to Quay Walker, but Quay Walker has a one-year head start on him. And I think functionally his athleticism, which Jack Campbell tested incredibly well, you don't see it on the field the way that you did with Quay Walker. That was the case for Quay Walker. He's just a crazy athlete. And then at corner, the, the the Lions did some nice things like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, probably a better slot corner than Keyshawn Nixon. But you just go one, two, three, Emmanuel Mosley, Cam Sutton, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. That group isn't even close to as good as Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, and Russell Douglas. And I, I mentioned this on Twitter. There was a stat that, that came out about man coverage separation. Eric Stokes last year for as maligned as he was, and I think I overreacted to some of it. He was like top 10 in stickiness and man coverage. You just like him on a receiver's hip is where he needs to be. I think that's scheme more than anything else. And then at safety. Okay. I don't think Tracy Walker is anything great, but they have a Fatumeli Fanu there who I really liked. He's been on this program. And then Kirby Joseph is, is clearly better than any safety played last year, certainly. I think Darnell Savage at his best was better than Kirby Joseph last year, but we haven't seen that guy in at least two seasons. So what are you getting there? Special teams, I, for me, it's it, it's the Packers. Like Keyshawn Nixon is just going to win all of these. He's that good as a returner, especially with the new special teams rules. So we just went through the roster. I get this is in some ways just assuming Jordan Love is baseline fine, and I think he's going to be. I think not only is there not a a talent deficiency for the Packers when it comes to their matchup with the Lions. But in a lot of positions and key positions like corner and edge rusher, the the Packers have clear advantages, which is why I don't understand why Green Bay is being treated like a second class citizen in a division they've owned for the last 20 years. We're going to talk about the other teams here in just a second. Before we get there, let's talk about our friends at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. There are a lot of people out there who can work but are waiting for the right opportunity. Let them find you. Let them find you. They have simple tools at LinkedIn like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers your first listen every day, Dayers, This week on the show, we've got a couple interviews that we're going to go through. We are going to have shows um, on, on the 4th, on the 5th. We're going to have shows this week. So you can play them while you're barbecuing. Great opportunity for that. I just want to flag that for you. We are still going to have shows all week. So the Minnesota Vikings. This one is fascinating to me. Because I think you can make the case there are really only two positions on this Vikings team where they are definitely better than the Packers this season. Now, going into the year, again, we're having this Jordan Love conversation, but I mentioned this earlier. Kirk Cousins was one of those guys that came up a lot in the I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Love outplayed this guy list. Kirk Cousins clearly better right now, but we haven't seen Jordan Love. He we'll see. Justin Jefferson obviously better than anything the Packers have. After that, obviously better than Christian Watson. But is Jordan Addison definitely better than Romeo Dobbs? He definitely better than Jaden Reed. What about KJ Osborne? What about Jalen Nate Rail- <laughs> Jalen Naylor or Jalen Rager? I mix them because they have the same first name. <laughs> Like, this receiver group is not that good. Justin Jefferson is awesome, but after that, it's a lot like some of those 2021, 2020, 2019 Packers teams where it's Devontae Adams and the Etts, And I don't think their skill sets fit together the same way that, say, Lazard with MBS and Adams all fit. The only other spot where, to me... The Vikings clearly have the advantages at safety with Harrison Smith. And it's just Harrison Smith because we haven't seen Lewis seen. Otherwise, it's Cam Bynum. That's not going to inspire a lot of confidence. Like Christian Darrisaw took a leap last year, but David Bakhtiari still is a better player. And then the rest of the offensive line, I think the Packers have the clear advantage. Left guard, center, right guard. Ed Ingram is the, the glaring hole there. And then Brian O'Neill. I mentioned the PFF grades last year among among tackles who took the same amount of snaps or at least as many snaps as Zach Tom played last year. Zach Tom was 17th in the league in pass block grade, just ahead of Brian O'Neill. Zach Tom takes a little bit of a leap. Certainly not out of the question, considering he was at least qualitatively better as a at the most important thing last year than Brian O'Neill, and then is going into year two, has a chance to get better. As a, as a unit, this is clearly the better offensive line. It's the better running game, the better running backs by far. You look at this defensive front, it's not even close to Packers is better because they, they don't have any singular player as good as Kenny Clark, and they don't have anyone with the potential to be as good as Devontae Wyatt. They just don't. Now, Marcus Davenport's a nice player, but is he is he better than Preston Smith? What if Lucas Van Ness is good right away? Now, he's a first-round pick. We don't know, but we're talking about first-round pedigree here. Daniel Hunter, Rashawn Gary, they're right in that mix, but then after that, they don't, they don't have depth. We're talking about DJ Wanham, Andre Carter. Like It's not a good group. The Packers have much better depth. Inside linebacker, Jordan Hicks is a nice signing. Brian Asamoah is a decent player, but Devondre Campbell was an all-pro two years ago. And then you have Cray Walker, who is a, is a bit of an unknown, but we're talking about first-round pedigree versus not. That's a little bit of a wait and see, but I think Devondre Campbell is the trump card there. You look at corner, it's not even close, you guys. It's not even close. This team is going to start Mikai Blackman, Byron Murphy, And I guess a Caleb Evans? Juwan Johnson or Juwan Williams, excuse me? Andrew Booth, who was really bad last year when he played? Like the Packers cornerback room is so much better. Like they have easily by far the best cornerback room in the division. They have one of the best cornerback rooms in the sport. They were a top 10 pass defense DVOA team last year. They are good in coverage for whatever misgivings you have about Joe Barry. They are good in coverage. Again, I mentioned safety. Harrison Smith gives them the edge. Then they have Lewis seen. They have actually invested in that position. So they have the advantage there. But then I go back to this idea, Justin Jefferson, Harrison Smith. Where else do they have? Okay. TJ Hawkinson. I I missed tight end TJ Hawkinson for sure. Is it out of the question Luke Musgrave is better than him this year? Probably. It probably is, honestly, given the history of tight ends. But by next year, I I like the Josh Oliver signing. I think that gives them some nice depth. We're talking about then receiver, tight end, and safety, two non-premium positions. And then the quarterback question. So this, if Jordan Love is the 17th best quarterback in the league, there, there will be Really, other than receiver, no glaring, glaring talent deficiencies on this team. And the Packers have some clear advantages at premium spots. The offensive line, clearly better. The defensive line, clearly better. I, you know, pass rush, outside linebackers, close. Brian Flores has been excellent at creating pressure without having these elite players. But you're it, they might trade Daniel Hunter. Then can you create pressure? Are your guys, are your corners going to be able to hold up if that's how you have to Live as a defense. That's where you have to believe the coaching advantage for Minnesota is going to close that talent delta, and I just don't see it. Especially when I think Matt is a really good offensive coach. If Jordan Love is a first round talent, this team is just it to me. It is clearly more talented than the Vikings, and Justin Jefferson is an incandescent. All-time talent. His the first three seasons that he's putting together is it's it's the greatest start to a career since Randy Moss. Unfortunately, for the Packers and Packer fans, they have to be tormented by this again. And unfortunately, again, he probably will age better. He will age like Chris Carter did, Justin Jefferson will, and now Randy Moss. So unless he does the Randy Moss thing and just gets disinterested and Leaves in free agency or something. Justin Jefferson's gonna be around a long, long, long time. All right, we'll end up with the Bears here. That's gonna be just more fun to talk about than anything else. Thanks for ranking Locked On Packers. Your first listen every day, every day or is Locked On Sports. Today is your one-stop shop for all things sports talk. The biggest stories in sports. We're doing. Some big shows this week. We've got NBA. Get caught up on all the free agency stuff. There's a ton of it from our local experts. They are following these stories closely so you don't have to. We've got a big baseball show on the 4th coming up. We've got NFL storylines with um, Kyle Krabs from Locked On NFL Scouting and Locked On Dolphins. Great stuff coming this week on Locked On Sports today. And I would love for you to subscribe to The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Um, We are ramping up our content um, as we get toward training camp. And then we will be back five days a week coming very soon. Go subscribe at TheLeap.Football. So, the Bears. There is one spot. One spot where they are clearly better right now. And I think even even on a high-end set of outcomes will be better by the end of the year than the Packers, and that's receiver. Even if Christian Watson hits his peak, even if Romeo Dobbs hits his peak, even if Jaden Reed, like if all of those things come in, look, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, Tyler Scott, that's a really nice group. It just is. Um, And I think for the Packers, the good news is the offensive line is still a problem, and Justin Fields is still Justin Fields who has shown precisely nothing. We I mean, were talking about a guy who has an over-under on FanDuel of yardage that like is, is almost embarrassing. I haven't, I haven't checked it today, but as of last week, it was under 3,000 yards passing. Under th- Imagine, it is almost impossible to start 17 games and go under 3,000 yards for an NFL quarterback. It would be essentially unprecedented in the modern age. But that is what we're talking about in terms of Production for Justin Fields. This is not a a de- like. I have much more confidence in Jordan Love as a passer this year than I do Justin Fields, and I understand that that's a, a difficult argument to make for someone that thought as a prospect Justin Fields was better than Jordan Love. But in this case, Jordan Love is helped by the fact that we haven't seen him over the last two years play like Justin Fields, and maybe that's exactly how Jordan Love would have looked, but he hasn't. So I don't have the sort of negative evidence for Jordan Love that I do for Justin Fields. This is not like a Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins situation where you go, well, Jordan Love could be as good as those guys. No, we don't have any evidence that he could be that good. Or we have very, we have scant evidence. But we also don't have any evidence that he would, he, he will be that bad. We're talking about like, if we start from replacement level passer, if we just project Jordan Love as a replacement level passer, Justin Fields is way below replacement as a passer. Here's how bad Justin Fields as a passer was last year. He put together one of the all-time great, a record-setting rushing performance last year for a quarterback. Finished the season with negative EPA, negative value added as a player because his passing was that bad. He could not stop fumbling the ball. He could not stop throwing it to the wrong team. And on a rate basis was one of the worst quarterbacks in football throwing the ball. Just pure productivity. He was bad. We have evidence. Two years of it now in the NFL. He's a bad thrower. He's a bad passer. We don't have that evidence for Jordan Love. So I think we have to slot Jordan Love in at replacement level until we see that he's not one of those things. He's not that thing. I'm more bullish on Jordan Love this year than Justin Fields. Comfortably. Because of what, as as a passer. I mentioned the receiver part. Offensive line, the Packers clearly have a better offensive line. Like, clearly. David Bakhtari is clearly better than Braxton Jones. Elton Jenkins is clearly better than Tevin Jenkins. Braxton, uh, yeah, Elton Jenkins, Tevin Jenkins. Cody White here, but Nate Davis, Nate Davis is a nice player. I'm not convinced he's going to be better than John Runyon Jr. when you have the continuity, new place, new offense, all those things. And then you've got a rookie. Like Yash Nyman, I'm much more confident Yash Nyman is going to be capable this year than Darnell Wright, a player I liked, but he's a rookie offensive lineman. And pass protection was the bigger problem for him in terms of making the transition to the NFL, I think, because of the foot speed, the quickness part. Right tackle is better than left tackle, but I think the Packers have two right tackles better than Darnell Wright. Cole Komet is like the definition of a replacement level tight end. Had some nice plays last year because he's wide open, schemed up. I don't think there's anything special there. Big Bob Tunyon, the Packers could have had and decided not to. Is he probably going to be more productive than, say, Tucker Craft? Yeah. Would I rather have Tucker Craft? Yeah. Again, this running back thing, Packers just have better running backs. They just have better running backs. And then on defense, it's everywhere. Except safety. Everywhere except safety, the Packers are better. Packers have better corners by a country mile. I understand TJ Edwards, that's your second off-ball linebacker. And he was a nice player in Philadelphia, underrated player. But like Quay Walker has the pedigree. Quay Walker has certainly more upside. So we'll see on that. But Devondre Campbell, his 2021 season was better than Tremaine Edmonds has ever been. Ever. And Tremaine Edmonds has really only been an impact player once. And it was last year on a loaded Bills roster. How is he going to play on a meager Bears roster? This this defensive front is one of the worst front fours I have ever seen. Especially on a team that has a win total of seven and a half. They're going to win eight games with Justin Jones and Andrew Billings and Demarcus Walker and Travis Gibson? I don't think so. I, like, Jervon Dexter, nice player in the draft. Zach Pickens, nice player in the draft. Rasheem Green, I kind of like that. But these are, what? This defensive front is like... Not good. It's really not good. And the corners, Jalen Johnson is a good player. Kyler Gordon was terrible last year. The Packers' game plan against the Bears was just like fine number six. Tyreek Stevenson is a rookie corner who's expected to start outside for them. Guys, most rookies are bad, and basically all rookie corners are bad. Behind him, it's guys like Kendall Vildor, Josh Blackwell. Who was the, the guy running after uh Christian Watson on that end around round that just had no shot at him? The idea that the Packers and the and the Bears have the same win total is a joke. It's a joke. You have to think Justin Fields is going to be MVP Lamar Jackson. And, and Jordan Love is going to be, well, Justin Fields without the running. For that to be for that to close the delta for the rest of this team. The Packers better offensive line, better running backs, better defensive front, better corners. And a quarterback I have so much more faith in as a passer to be productive and not kill me because he can't move, he can move. I don't he's not going to be able to scramble and create with his legs like Justin Fields, but who cares? He's not going I don't think he's going to kill you with fumbles and turnovers, and one of the reasons I believe that is because the evidence suggests that going back at no Point in either of their NFL careers. I hear this from Bears fans. At no point was Justin Fields considered a worse player than Jordan Love. Okay. Except we have two years of NFL evidence that suggests that the problems Justin Fields has had moving, manipulating the pocket. And throwing on time, not holding the ball. Are Justin Fields problem because in college. With great offensive skill talent, with great offensive linemen, with really good scheme, a scheme that makes everyone a 6,000-yard passer in college football. Dwayne Haskins threw for a million yards in that offense. We just saw C.J. Stroud throw for a million yards in that offense. He held the ball and took sacks at a higher rate than Jordan Love at Utah State. And Utah State, not the best recruiting team or a top five recruiting team in college football. We're talking about Utah State and especially Utah State in his second year as a starter that lost their whole team. Jordan Love has always been someone who avoids negative plays, negative meaning sacks, than Justin Fields. So, here we are. Now, this is where the rubber meets the road. They've got to prove it. But I think I have plenty of evidence to suggest that Justin Fields' problems are intractable and that Jordan Love, not having proven already that he has these problems, gives me at least the opportunity to buy into the idea that he can do these things. I don't have evidence he can't. Now, proof of absence of proof is not proof of absence, but I have proof with Justin Fields, or at least evidence. I don't with Jordan Love. So that's where we are. I think the Packers, I don't think the Packers should be favorites. I understand why they're not favorites. I understand why the Lions are favorites, but there's a reason this line moved heavy toward the Packers on FanDuel. And it's because people are starting to realize institutionally, the Packers just have a much better cohesiveness. And this team, I'm telling you, this team is going to be much better than people realize. All right, back tomorrow, more on Locked on Packers. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, you can do that over on our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.